This episode is made possible by Red H Nutrition. Red H Nutrition is your one-stop shop for nutrition and wellness supplements. You can check them out in the show notes. And don't forget to use code RUNLIFTMOM, R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, at checkout to save 10%. Also, if you stick around to the end of the episode, you'll hear me interview the owner of Red H Nutrition about one of my favorite products. And as always, I'm a Zaya Active representative, so don't forget to get on my new release Wednesday text message. Yeah, you heard me right. By going to newreleasewednesday.com, put in your phone number, and then you don't have to scroll social media all day come Wednesdays. I'm going to send you my favorite directly to your phone. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, I have got author Tiffany Palmer with me. She wrote a book called From Chains to Freedom, and it describes her personal story of finding freedom from some really heavy things, you guys. This is the mother of a cancer survivor. Yep, you heard that right. Her daughter had a childhood cancer, and she also personally dealt with things like alcoholism and the guilt and shame of an abortion. Her book is all about finding freedom in Christ from those things, and I talked to her about her unlikely journey to becoming an author and what it was like to get that vulnerable and write a book. You guys are going to love this one. It comes from a really wonderful personal place. Without further ado, my friend and sorority sister, Tiffany Palmer. All right. Welcome, Tiffany Palmer, to the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. You know, so I want to get rolling with, you know, you are an author and you've got your book out there. That is not, though, where you began. And so I want to know um, really when it was put on your heart to write from, to write your book. So a little over two years ago, um, I really, um, God kind of just pushed me to take the testimony and the story and the things that I have been through where I kind of found freedom and to share that. And um, I'm a little bit hard-headed for anyone that knows me. I um, was like, I'm not going to go share those. I'm not going to be open and transparent and, and share those vulnerable, hurtful times that I have gone through just because I've worked to move out of them. So I was still in the mindset that those were kind of things of my past and that's where they should stay. Um, but really, those were the things that transformed me. So um, I just kept getting nudged and nudged and nudged like, you need to do this. You need to write this. Um, and I just kept saying no for almost two years. And then um, finally decided, okay, I'm not a, I'm not an author. I'm not a writer. Uh, you know, well, you are and an author not, now, technically. I am an author now, but that was not by trade who, who I was or who I even dreamed of um, being or dreamed of doing. So um, just kind of sat down to write. Um, it took me almost a year to write it. And here we are. Wow. Okay. So from chains to freedom is the name of the book. Can you tell me, um, I mean, how you chose that name? I obviously it's a theme in the book. Where did you come up with that? 
So really, um, just like as I was continuing to walk through life, like I was just carrying a lot of chains, um, a lot of bondage, and it was heavy and it was hard to fully uh, move forward. And and I just really, uh, through those really hurtful things that I'd gone through and the really hard times that I went through, um, I actually was able to shed those chains and I was actually able to find freedom. Um, So from chains to freedom is really, um, truly at heart. the definition of where I was and where, where I am now. I love it. It's a beautiful metaphor. Obviously, um, Tiffany, you know, folks that, and we'll put all the information, you know, in the show notes per usual. Um, but <laughs> people are going to see, you know, that this from Chains to Freedom is your personal story. Can you tell me, was it hard to put yourself out there like that? Like to be vulnerable with, I mean, you don't know who the audience is going to be that reads this right. book. Right. Was that hard? Right. Um, honestly, um, it was really difficult, which is why it took me so long to actually, um, even start to do that. Um, and then even in the writing process itself, like sitting down and writing out and revisiting all of those hurtful places that I had been and the, and the dark times that I've been through, it was extremely difficult. And so then to really beyond just like it coming back and, and having to relive that almost as you're writing it, um, knowing that you're going to share that with the entire world is completely not, it was really hard. Um, so just to be transparent and vulnerable, it was not an easy exercise to do, but I know that it's what I had to do. It's what I had to do because there are so many women that are living the same or similar things, um, that are sitting back and thinking that they're alone in this and that they should hide and be shameful and, and that, and that no one else has experienced this. Everyone has this pretty social media life. Um, but really that's not the case. And so really just to let people know that women, especially we, you know, we carry the things that we've been through and, and even while we're smiling with our pretty faces on Facebook and Twitter and all of that, right. Um, we're still carrying a lot of bondage and we really just kind of need to break free from that. So that's kind of the point, but yes, from a vulnerable standpoint, it was not easy. Um, but I knew that it was what I needed to do. So other women could understand that they're not alone and that there is a way out. I love that you're speaking to the female. You know, it's funny. Um, men, bless them. They, they have a really easy way of kind of letting things roll off. As women, we tend to take hurts and we just take things, you know, personally in general. And those hurts hurt a little bit deeper for us and we hang on to them. Do you mind um, going into, you know, you're talking about chains and bondage. Can you brief my listeners a little bit with what those chains were for you personally? So yeah, I had I had a lot of chains. Um, to be honest with you, and you'll you know as you read the book, um, you'll see. But just kind of live, you know, I I dealt with alcoholism. Um, I dealt with you know abortion. I mean, there's several topics in there, and um, and it's in those really hurtful times that we we want you know we sit back and and we want to say, oh my gosh, that was like the worst thing that possibly could have. Happened person because that happened. Um, you know, I should take shame in that. And it's really, um, it's really not. So while they are horrible things, right, they're the testimony of the things that we go through to get us to where we are today. Um, so I think the really important thing is, is that we don't get stuck there, right? That, okay, the things have happened. Um, but 
it's a, it provides us a testimony that we can relate to and share with other women um, to kind of help pull them from where they are too. Because ultimately, the enemy is going to constantly be attacking us, right? And he uses the things that we've been through, I think, to kind of hold us back. So as women, we need to love other women. We need to pour into them. We need to build them up. And we need to remind them that they are not the things that they went through. Like those things don't divine, define us and make us who we are. It's things that have pushed us forward and made us stronger to who we are today. I love that. I mean, obviously, you just said, I mean, you get into some deep stuff in this book. Guys, alcoholism, abortion, it's not, it's not an easy thing to talk about. I, I love your message about moving on and letting your trial become your testimony. Why do you think that women get so stuck with some of this bondage? Like, why do we, ha- why do we dwell in that bad stuff? I think we are constantly trying to measure and fit what the world says that we should be. And um, so in some of the, the, you know, mistakes that we've made and think bad things that have happened to us, um, because those are the negative things that pull us back from this model that we're supposed to be and this box we're supposed to fit into, um, we tend to focus on those things and we tend to hide those things. But hiding them and not dealing with them um, is how you get stuck. So we dwell on those things. And the thing is, is that it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to cry. It's okay to um, deal with the thing that you went through, but you can't stay there. So I think dwelling means you stay there. So what we have to do is deal with the, the situation and the things that we've been through, acknowledge that they've happened, but move forward, like have your cry and then get up and move forward. Uh, because you can't, you'll never grow into who it is that, that you're called to be. You will never grow into the person, the woman that you want to be for your family, for your children. Um, if you just stay stuck in the things that you've done or where you've been. I love that. May I ask, I mean, obviously when you make the decision to write a book and you said that it was a long process for you, did that, did writing the book, did the act of sharing to that depth and that level help you move past, um, you know, personally? Yes. So, um, I had already, uh, I was already able to walk in freedom once I decided to write the book, but I will tell you like opening up, revisiting, writing about all of those experiences and kind of, um, relating how, how God like pushed me to freedom through those things. The actual writing of the book was an even greater sense of freedom. Um, just, being able to finally be at a place where I'm open enough and transparent enough and okay with actually sharing those things with other people. Um, because again, like I've said this over and over, but this book is not about me or my story per se. It's about other women being able to see that someone else has gone through this and that there's a way out. That's like the ultimate goal here. So I love, you know what I love the most about your message, Tiff? You're not here saying, I got myself out of this. I can move up. You're saying, you, you're giving the glory to God and you're saying, look what God gave me the strength to do. And I think that's a really important point to make about the purpose of this book. Right. Yeah. Because I couldn't have done it. Like I've tried to do it my way for 38 years and it doesn't work. And, um, doing it my way got me a lot into a lot of those things that happened. Right. That's just reality. 
um, we make poor choices and we suffer the consequences. And, um, but again, it's about not dwelling there. It's about understanding those things happen. However, um, I am not those things. I'm not defined by those things. And through those things, I've been able to grow into a stronger woman and definitely all the glory to God. Um, this is, this is his story. There was something that he wanted to do with this book. And, um, if it just touches one woman and she realizes, Hey, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that's done this and I'm not whatever it is that's happened to me, I am free, you know, um, that's really the goal here. It's a really powerful way to witness. Sometimes witnessing to others is not necessarily knocking on residential doors and saying, do you know Jesus? Um, sometimes sharing your personal story and wow. I mean, you, you, um, from chains to freedom, um, is again, it really encaptures what you have been through. It's awesome. Can you tell me, give me something, you know, I've got a lot of folks that listen to this show that have side businesses or they have just that really great entrepreneur spirit. Um, what is something that you learned about yourself just in the process of writing a book and becoming an author? Cause you now are an author. Yes. Um, so I learned a lot about myself because, um, not only did, again, like we just talked about a few minutes ago, this kind of like help me break, I think even more free, just actually sharing it and putting it out to the entire world. But I learned that um, the things that we think we're going to do or the things that we think that we're capable to do are all really like irrelevant. It's not really about what we think. Um, If God's called you to do something, like he will make a way to do it. Even when you feel like I'm not an author, like I didn't ever dream of doing this because this was not my dream. Some people grow up, this process has been really interesting. Some people grow up like, I want to be an author. I want to write a book. And so they've studied all this stuff and they, you know, know exactly what to do in the process and exactly when to publish. And that was not me. I I didn't know anything other than God called me to write this, write this book. um, And he made every way possible. So for me, it was, it's, it's been a lot about surrender. Um, I've learned that um, I really have to like take my hands off of what I think things should be and how I think they should look um, and just trust him and let him guide um, and understand that if there's something that he's called me to do, that he will definitely give me um, the ability and the skill that's needed to be able to push through. So I, I think the biggest learning for myself is um, just stand back, take your hands off and trust him. I I love that sentiment. Folks that um, know me will know that my father-in-law was um, on the elliptical at the gym. He had a high-speed corporate job in quality at a hospital, and God told him he needed to write a book and that he needed to teach. And Tiffany, I'm not even kidding you. (laughs) He put his notice in. He wrote said book um, and now does consulting work alongside that book. But similarly, he is an author that did not have a background <laughs> in publishing, but when God told him to write the book, he wrote the book. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. Now, um, I want to, before we get into some this and that, obviously, I mean, you, wow, what a healthy, generous spirit you have in writing this book. And that is the inner. And we often, you know, in this podcast, I close every single episode out with First Timothy 4.8, talking about building your godly self as opposed to your physical self. I can't yeah. not comment on, though, um, you have had a real personal journey in your own physical health. Can you just yes. comment on that on your weight loss journey and how God has helped you specifically through that? Yeah, definitely. So about uh, probably almost five years ago, um, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes um, and high cholesterol. And while those aren't like 
deadly things, you know, the fact that my daughter spot cancer, kind of a lot of things, a lot of ailments to me are like, okay, maybe it wasn't that bad. Um, but I realized at that point, like I was not taking care of myself. I was not taking care of my body. I wasn't, we only get one body and I just really wasn't at a place where, um, I was focusing on the fact that I needed to be healthy so I could be here for my kids. And so I could live a long life, you know? And so I really just decided to make a life change, not a diet. I mean, I think as women, we get on this on and off, um, bandwagon roller coaster, of like, okay, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Okay, I do that. And then we jump off and then we're back in the same place again. And then we're like, I need to go on a diet again. And we're trying all these new fads. But I knew if I was going to make a real change, I just had to make a lifestyle change. Um, and that really starts in your mind. Um, I think all change, all freedom, all any of that starts in your mind. Um, so I just decided to um, to start working out um, and start eating right and not a diet, right? So I really try to follow... Um, the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time I'll eat for my goals and 20% I'll eat the cupcake. Um, but my health has been um, extremely important. And I've just really tried to do things that make me feel healthy, that make me feel good. It's not about the pounds. I mean, I've lost um, 65 pounds um, in the last, I would say probably three and a half, four years. Um, but hey, it's not I about the pounds. I hear that. <laughs> I want people to hear it though. It is a good measurement. You know, we're on an yeah. audio format right now. 65 pounds, you guys. So she, Tiffany has lost two children and kept it off. That's that's the important part. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's not always easy, right? Um, but I, I think when you truly make the mindset change and the lifestyle change of just learning to build habits of eating healthy, you know, it's not about going crazy. It's not about like being obsessive about it. It's just teaching yourself healthy habits. So this is your, this is your new life. You're not doing anything weird. You're not on a specific diet or doing any type of fad. You, you're, you've just taught yourself habits, healthy habits. And, and that's just how I eat. I love that. I make a great point with the 80-20 rule as well. And I think that's a really tactical piece of advice that anybody listening to this could take. 80% of the time you stick to the plan, the other 20%, you eat the cupcake and guess what? It yields success like 65 pounds lost and stayed off for three, four years. I love that. And I also love though, that it's from a foundation of godliness because as any listener of this show has heard, we know that physical training has some value, but godliness is a value in every way. Um, Can we go through some rapid fire, Tiffany? I'm going to put all of your great details down in the show notes, depending on where somebody's listening, they can either swipe up or they can click on details and they'll see those hyperlinks there. Um, I'm going to do, you're the first person I'm doing my new rapid fire on. Do you love being a guinea pig or what? Yes, I love it. Go. All right. So it's not an open-ended question. I'm going to go through a series of questions and you're, it's going to be kind of a this or that. And you're going to let me know what comes to mind. So first, ice cream or gelato? Gelato for sure. Crystal Smooth and creamy. <laughs> Good and creamy. Crystal Light or LaCroix? LaCroix. Ah, I love those bubbles. Okay, I think I yeah. know this one just because we are recording in a video format, but what? Let's let's ask it. Polka dots or leopard print? Leopard. I got the <laughs> cheetah on today. My people, you guys can't see Tiffany because this is audio, but she's got her leopard print on today. And it, I mean, I couldn't have planned this any better, right? Um, tell me, how about running or lifting? Oh, 
I love both. Um, probably running. Yeah, running because I actually really love both. But running kind of relieves anxiety and it takes me to like a happy place. So I do more of that than lifting, but I love lifting. It makes me feel strong and healthy. Well, that you love both. It's very appropriate that you're on Run, Lift, Mom. <laughs> Tiffany, I want to thank you so much. You do have a fascinating and powerful testimony and personal story. I want people to to hear this. I want people to read your book, um, From Chains to Freedom, guys. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for having me, Susie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tiffany Palmer, for coming on the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. Guys, I want you to read From Chains to Freedom. I think everyone can benefit from this. Women especially, Tiffany is right, we tend to carry our baggage around and we don't reach our full potential. We don't reach who God wants us to be because we're stuck on dwelling in the past. Hear Tiffany when she says she didn't get herself from Chains to Freedom. God did. I love your message, Tiffany. Thank you so much. It seems very appropriate to close this podcast out as usual by saying, until I get into your earpiece again, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8 and this has been the Run Lift Mom podcast. I've got Katie Danger with Red H Nutrition. Now, Katie, you have long said, if I can't do a product better than anybody on the market, I am not going to do it. So to this point, you have not had a protein powder available at Red H. Tell me what changed that and about Yes Way. Well, what changed is that I saw a need in the market for an all-natural protein, naturally sweetened, and it tasted good. So once I was able to hit those three points, we've gone forward with Yes Way our all-natural protein. It's sweetened with stevia. It's no-nonsense protein support. And what I mean by that is only two grams of fat, only three grams of carbs, 31 grams of protein. But here's the kicker. We added 10 grams of digestive enzymes because we want to make sure that we get the full absorption and there's no gas and no bloat. And it also comes in two amazing flavors, gooey salted caramel and vanilla ice cream sundae. So it's perfect for anybody looking for the additional protein support in their diet. Thank you for listening to the Run Lift Mom podcast. This began as a passion project in February of 2019. I wanted to uplift other women in the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood. Here's what's happened. I've not only personally been uplifted, I have been blessed by the relationships with guests on this show, by the relationships with listeners of this show. Thank you so much for helping me continue this passion project. Here's how you can help even more, and it will take you less than 10 seconds, dear listener. I want you to rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. It really, really helps other people find the show, and it keeps my show sponsors happy. You guys, I'm thrilled to announce a new partner on Run Lift Mom, and that is Audible. 
I've been an Audible member for over 10 years and my favorite part, hands down, it's the gift of time. I use the free app to take notes as I'm doing my long run and I hear something fantastic and you are going to love it. If you want to try Audible free, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom. That's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M. Again, for a free trial, visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom.